We're back. <laughs> This is Season 3 of Banter Over a Cigarette, the variety-style talk podcast where we discuss the things that interest us, amuse us, and piss us off, some of the latest news from gaming, entertainment, geek, and tech culture, as well as anything from the news we find fucked up. And as always, Banter Over a Cigarette is manned by your hosts, Eldon KR. I am the Rush Limbaugh of new media. Well, except for the pillars. Benjamin Weaver. Oh, what's your job, Ben? To sit in the corner and look cute and be funny. You fail miserably at all of them. Yes, I do. I'm a Capricorn. I'm single, and uh, I love books. And Kyle Gans. I've spent a very inanimate amount of time, I think four or five days, downloading 60 gigs of every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Some or all of the episodes of Banter Over Sacred may or may not contain offensive material, such as language. All I can say is what the fuck, man. Fuck CNN nuts. Token retard my ass, you fucker. Sexual themes and innuendo. Remember, more than five spins. Well, I'll let you figure that for yourself. Someone discovered chronic masturbation, and we might not see him for a while. Yeah, apparently he's discovered that men can have multiple orgasms as well. So he'll be dry and sore and bloody soon. References to drug use and alcohol. We are going to do Jaeger bombs. And general rudeness. So if you're the kind of person who finds any of that offensive or can't handle hearing the word fuck a couple dozen times in the course of 45 minutes, I would suggest you turn this off right now. Yeah, but no one listens to that. That's why we post people off. But at least we've covered our asses, so let's get on with the show. It's time to fuck some shit up. Maybe if you buy that, maybe we can eye chat. And I don't mean to be aggressive. 
or a sleaze and I don't mean to Mac, I'm just not PC. I know how to treat you, this ain't a reboot, I'll never find a need to control, I'll delete you. I see no reason to mess with these slobs, cause they're like Bill Gates and I'm Steve Jobs. I know you're waiting on me to discover that you need a man who will let you meet his motherboard. Well baby it's fine, cause I'm connecting broadband and this could really happen quick time. So let's find your network and go wireless, and if you'd like to try this then maybe we can eye touch. And put your picture as my desktop backdrop if you let me take my hard drive and put it in your laptop. I fell in love at the Apple store. <laughs> never felt like that before And I fell in love at the Apple Store And I think I may come back for more Ben fell in love with the Lose the Game store. God damn it. I lose the game. Nah, I'm, I'm, pre I'm, I'm pretty sure to, to be more accurate, Ben fell in love at the anime store. <laughs> Bite me. Anime's awesome. No, it was FYE when he had me tell him where the hentai was. Yes. Anyway, hello everybody out there in internet land, the Potosphere, Blogosphere, and all other corresponding internet areas. I am, as always, your host, Eldon KR, and with me today... The man who can take a computer from zero to brick in five second flats, yes, the fastest food bar in the West, Ben Weaver. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a food bar is, but I'm just gonna assume it's an insult. So I'm food bar okay. fucked up beyond all repair, kind of like your laptop is right now. I'm gonna use that from now on. Yes. And once again, I enable my co-host into no, lo no longer having need to make up his own material because he can steal it from me. I'm still charging royalties, by the way. You owe me a quarter every time you use that. Okay, <laughs> what was the other thing I owe you a quarter for? Something you said while I was driving you home that one day when we were passing Greencastle. I, I wasn't aware you've, you've been stealing my lines all this time. I don't know what it was, but it was something funny that I laughed my ass off at, and you said I owe you a quarter every time I use it. I don't know, fuck it. Anytime, well, basically, anytime you use something that, that that is not yours and is is stolen from me, you owe me a quarter. I'm charging royalties from now on. That charge, he uses my phrases all the time. I yeah, still can't go for it. Um, oh yes, and with us today, time. our special guest host, Lindsay Goodrich. How you doing? Awesome. She likes kittens. <laughs> I still can't get the honestly awesome thing right. It's awesome, honestly awesome. I'm under the alpha fluids of alcohol, so I'm complete. Drunker, wait. The longer I, the drunker I stand here, the longer I get. Now I've only had tea martinis, but that's okay, cause I've got all day sober to Sunday up in. So sis on you, pister, you ain't so muckin' fudge. What in the world makes you think you're so smuckin' fart? I I don't know how you can rattle that off without getting your tongue twisted, but I, I, I did want in the middle. I, I want that. Because she's smarter than you. 
And because I've watched the Kingdom Hearts stupid files eight times. We've established this already. The one person, one of the many people I have found who are actually smarter than me. <laughs> Wait, that came out wrong. Damn it! Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't throw a rocket hitting somebody smarter than you. <laughs> I could, but I'd rather not. I'm in a semi good mood today. I thought you were always in a good mood. Not necessarily. So, aside from ruining your computer, what have you been up to? Um, mostly playing Beyond Oasis on my 360. Yeehaw. And Shining Force 2. And how about yourself? School, school, and some more school, and a new mild obsession with both Oblivion and an old computer game called Lords of Magic. Ooh. Rock on. And has no Oblivion. Oblivion is, like, awesome. I know you Oblivion. I'm an Argonian. <laughs> Breathing underwater and being immune to poison is awesome. Yes, it is. I actually got it for the 75% disease resistance, though. Did not want to become a vampire. Oh, well. Well, th that's because van uh, in Vanilla Oblivion, the, the uh, vampire effects fucking suck. I, 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 never th I never thought it made sense that the more you feed, the more normal you look and the weaker you are, but the longer you do that feeding, the more vampire-ish you look and the stronger you get. Well, the point of feeding is to blend in with them. You see, if you can, or, uh, leave yourself going too long, the authorities start noticing you. Eh, I downloaded a vampire mod for the game that the more you feed and the longer you're a vampire, the stronger you get, the more abilities you get, and it's, it finally gets to the point where, you know, you can grow wings and leap tall buildings and turn invisible, and with a snap of your fingers, you look like a normal person. And eventually you can, w you can walk around in daylight, as long, but it drains your magic. So you you you, you can you can walk around in daylight, but you've got no magic. But all you need to do is just cross something. Of course, then again, I've well, of course, then again, I've leveled up my blade skill to 100, so I really don't need magic anymore. Your blade and blender both 100. I have more one. I've never installed it. I've got the game of the year edition. It's awesome. The thing mm. is, I got Morrowind when it came out. That's how long I've had the damn thing. I've had it uh, since, like, the year after it came out. I got it right after they released the GOTY. Mm. Um, but no, Argonians are fun, especially if, you, if you're playing uh, an immoral character. So I'll go around and steal shit and stab people, and I'll get chased by the guards. And <laughs> dive, uh, run, run to the waterfront district, dive into the water, swim away, the guards chasing me. Stop right there! But I'm Argonian, so I'm out swimming them, and I can breathe underwater, so I don't even have to go up. They'll eventually drown following me. That is so much fun. I the, the, then I'll then I'll just loot their armor and go back into town, pay off my fines through the thieves guild, and then go sell their armor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, So we got topics. Yeah, we do. But for those who listen to this show, and actually, Ben, before you go. Did you know that simply through word of mouth alone, we've jumped from last week's eight listeners up to twenty? And we only had eight thought, listeners we as of six, last week. I we were at sixteen. No, we we were we were at sixteen after the first two Dan Sawyer episodes, and then the season opener launched. By the time the season opener hit, we dropped back down to eight, but now we're up to twenty. Simply through word of mouth alone, and I know for a fact that at least two of those listeners are Canadian. Hey, Colfie. Sweet. Maybe I got one of my friends at work. 
I don't know how much longer the, uh, I don't know how much longer they'll be his friend after this week's feature though. <laughs> but anyway, for all those listeners on here that have not yet checked out my writer blog, which can be found at ekrblog.wordpress.com, ding. Um, I put an update on there just the other day, uh, basically keeping tabs on all of my writerly pursuits for this month. Um, next month, November, in November it'll be NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. I'm going to be working on something for that, which means that this entire month I'm basically going to be researching uh, military tactics and biotech, as well as an essay I'm writing, which is, I haven't written it yet, I haven't done much brainstorming, but it's going to be along the lines of all the... Uh, money that NASA gets in funding every year versus all of the countries that, like Bangladesh that don't even have clean water, and let alone a space program. Oh, here's something interesting. Some meaning well, but totally fucking something up. Um, oh, crap. What's that one that always helps the kids around the world? UNICEF? Yeah. Uh, UNICEF and one other world relief organization decide they're going to go to India and dig a whole bunch of wells for them to have fresh water through the, the droughts. Great idea, except they didn't research that the third layer of soil down was completely full of arsenic. Yeah. Also, and this is something I'm going to talk about in the essay, but when, when, when countries like us go into a third world country and help, it really only ever makes things worse. You know, we send them food, and then the dictators keep all of the food for themselves, and then they ja and, and they sell it, and they jack up the price in the world market, which in turn means that the farm, the farmers in those countries aren't, aren't making as much money selling the food that they grow, and so they can't afford to pay the taxes on their land, and so the dictator takes their property and thus increases his own land. Yeah, you see, this is why I like World Takeover video games, because I like sending out assassination teams to kill off all the dictators and assimilate the countries. Now, when you assimilate the countries, do they become better for because of the assimilation? Or they do. They the people fun? that were already part of my country get pissed off at me, though, because I take away from their resources to add to the newcomers. Yeah, but the newcomers are happy because they might have something beneficial to the whole entire corporation. Yeah, and I found out that when you add the newcomers, they tend to outpopulate the one people you've already got. <laughs> Yes, and aside from my NaNoWriMo project and the essay I'm going to write, the Great Heights prompt for this month, yeah, it's a, a month-long prompt now instead of a weekly prompt, uh, it's for the whole of October, and it's about creation myths, and I've got a maximum of 10,000 words to work with, so it's really good practice for NaNoWriMo. The creation myth portrayed by uh, Christianity, yeah totally doesn't set well with me. Well, think about it this way, and I actually posed this question when I was in Catholic school, and nobody knew how to answer it, and I was further ostracized from that little t community right there, but um, if you believe the whole Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve horseshit thing, um, you know, there was Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve begat Cain and Abel. Yeah. Cain... You set up the same question that I set in Juana's, and everybody looked at me funny. Okay, well, stay with me here, and I'm going to speak slowly for the benefit of Ben. Um, okay, Adam and Eve begat Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. They said, GTFO, and they threw him out. So, he leaves. He ends up in the land of Nod. He finds people there. He finds a wife. Life goes on. But, if Adam and Eve were the first people, how the hell, when they cast out Cain, does he go to find more people somewhere else? 
I read an explanation somewhere that the people written by Ottersall, right? I have no idea. It's it's an essay entitled "We Are the Other People." Nope. No, actually, it was a brief explanation of Bible histories that I managed to pick up from Putnam County Library. But it said that uh, the other people were begat by a daughter that Adam and Eve had thrown out. Interesting. So, in essence, everybody on the planet is a product of incest. Okay, well, think which is actually which which is actually why a lot of uh, royalty throughout Europe uh, have a lot of genetic mutations because hemophilia. Exactly, because you you know you're you're an English nobleman back in like what the 16th century. They actually thought they had a different color blood. That's yeah. where the term blue blood came from. Exactly. Actually, isn't isn't your blood blue before it's oxygenated anyway? Well, Lobster's also blue blood. I know where the blue blood part came from. See, typically, if you were royalty or, or any type of upper class, you were very pale skin because it meant you didn't have to work outside. People with pale skin, as you can tell on me, you can see your veins very easily. They are ding ding blue. Ta da! People who work out in the sunlight get a tan. The veins are not visible. They look either red or very very light purple. Right. But you know you you uh, you're you're an English nobleman, and you're not allowed to marry beneath your status. You can only marry your status, or in some cases above your status, if you're if you if 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 you're in the right families. So uh, various different uh, uh, rulers th throughout Europe and in Great Britain, etc., would often trade off family members and arrange marriages. Well, you do this over many 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 years, and the gene pool kind of it's smaller. It goes stagnant, is what it does. Exactly. That's why uh, a, a, a lot of royalty in Europe, and especially the British royal family, have all different kinds of genetic mutations like hemophilia, etc. Yeah. I know a girl who married her cousin. That's legal in some places. First cousin. Of course, she didn't know it when they got married. Her parents were split up. Ah. What happened afterward? Uh, they stayed together, she got pregnant, had a miscarriage, uh, he cheated on her, and then they split. Awesome. Well, you gotta think about this, though. Garden Adam, if the Garden Adam even really existed, Adam was the luckiest man on earth. Because he never got compared to the woman, to the man Eve could have married, and never had to deal with Eve's mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, if, if, you're, if you're up for a quick laugh next time you're on YouTube, uh, do a search for Betty Bowers. There's a video called Betty Bowers Explains Traditional Marriage. Really funny. I lost my engagement ring. I'm sorry. Please tell me it wasn't done in the sink. Oh no! I, well, I lost weight and so my fingers got smaller and it just kind of started falling off occasionally. Well, I went to bed with it on and when I woke up it wasn't there. Did you check That's under your sense. shoes? I checked under my pillow, I checked in the blanket, I checked in the pillow, I checked under the bed, I checked around the bed, and now I'm kind of worried that I might have eaten it in my sleep. You know, one time I ate one of the uh, plugs for my piercings. Yeah, but on that's on your lip. Exactly. It was uh, the day before I went to Job Corps, and I was, me and my dad were staying in a hotel before we, before we went out to Job Corps, and we were sitting there in the motel room eating Burger King and watching The X-Files. Yeah. After uh, after I ate, I realized that this was falling out, and I didn't have the ball to it anymore. <laughs> the only conclusion I came to is I probably ate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I think that's all for friend and banter for today, so we are going to take our first break, and then we are going to come back with our topic list. And the first uh, promo I'm playing for today's break is a promo for a, a podcast that is just starting up that sounds quite promising called Kingdom Crisis. Constantly disappointed by hearing, I've been listening to them for years, when telling a friend about your new favorite podcast author? Well, I have a secret for you. Are you listening? Okay. On September 13, 2009, episode one of the latest free fantasy fiction podcast is dropping. You're going to find a whole world filled with magic, revolution, and sinister plots. Kings are going to be struggling to retain their thrones, thieves sneaking in the shadows, and wizards fumbling with newfound powers. So be the first to discover the Kingdom Crisis Anthology, which is presented by Brian Clay's Writings and Musings. Subscribe today at www.briandclay.com and be the first to tell your friends. And we are back. One of the things that I wanted to try to do for this season was only play promos on the show that I could endorse uh, with my own opinion, but I'm still catching up on a lot of things that I haven't listened to yet that are just finishing up, and so I haven't really had time to listen to a bunch of the new ones that are coming out, so I'm just grabbing the ones that sound interesting to play on the show, which is pretty much the same thing I did last season, except that I listened to a lot more of the ones I played last season. Anyway... I, the, one of the first things we have to talk about today is that I feel this show could use a debate of some kind. And so, uh, I really don't know what we should debate about. So, for those of you who listen to this podcast, I ask you if you would be so kind as to think of a debate topic and email it to eldenkr at gmail.com with the subject line debate topic. That That's a very important part because if you don't uh, tag your subject line appropriately, it's probably going to be filtered into spam. So, think up a debate topic, send it in. If we like it, it'll be something that we, we will debate about on the show in a future episode, and uh, we will invite you on the show for the debate, as well as anybody who would be interested in the debate. So, it would be more along the lines of a debate and or more like a roundtable discussion type thing. So, if you've got an idea for a debate, feel free to send it in. Feel free to send whatever topic you like. It need not be serious. KY versus Starbot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I might actually have more experience for that debate than you, Ben. Yeah, but you can't give me shit because you smiled. <laughs> I smirked, and it was a fake one at that. And, and I'm pretty sure you've heard that before. Can you guys not kill each other for my first cameo? Oh, we do this all the time. You should you should have listened to some of the past episodes where you came on. Anyway, during the uh, the week that we are recording the show, I mean, yes, this is next week's episode, but this week we're recording it is actually banned book week. And uh, my co-host here and the guest host both have uh, things they would like to say as far as that topic is concerned. Ladies first. Thank you. Okay, Ben, go for it. <laughs> and you walk, you walk right. I forget what I'm gonna say. Yeah. 
as far as banned books weeks go, I am actually a library sciences major and have done reports on this subject against my will. But no, I was had downloaded the 2009 list of banned books. We reviewed it just before starting the show. Interestingly enough, one of my favorite book series is on there, in addition to several other classics that you're always going to find on banned book lists. I also found out that uh, they don't just ban books because they feel like it. Libraries actually oh, have well. paperwork and extensive policies that you have to go through first. It is not that easy. Okay, Ben. Well, um, I can't really say I've done a paper on this, but when I was in high school, I was one of the few people that got to read some of those banned books to say yay or nay as to where they should be put on the shelves, if at all. I enjoyed my job. It was fun. Oh, you did content reading too? Yes, I did. Yeah, I remember Woodall put me on that for the junior fiction section. I was the one that allowed all the manga books because they were approved. Well, I approved them. I got to read some that were quite interesting, but there was a couple of them that were really messed up that I'm glad that they pulled. Oh, here's something for you. If you want something we can get worked up and angry over. Oh my god, remember when Dean pulled all the uh, world religion books off the shelves? Oh, shit. Just in time for Sheeter's uh, sociology test on ding ding world religions. Scoot over, asshole. Fit fine in there before you, fat fuck. You ever run into that problem? What? On our high school one year, actually, it was my senior year, his junior. Uh, we have an annual test done by the sociology teacher where we have to pick a primitive religion and do a report on it. Well, right about the time that this test was to be taking place, our vice principal, Mr. Dean, decides that he's going to pull all the world religion books off the shelves because they, quote, encourage witchcraft and paganism. Needless to say, everyone failed the test. Yeah, have That's a viable reason for it. Yeah, Sheeter ended up pulling the test from the grades. I don't think they even do it anymore. Okay, question. They pulled all of these books off the shelves, but was anything in reference to Christianity or even a Bible left in the library? All the Peretti books. The ones, uh, well, no, Bible's not allowed in school anymore due to state law, but nope. if you know anything about Christopher Peretti, I think it's Christopher, it's Peretti. Name rings a bell, yeah. Uh, he does a book called The Oath. Yeah. It's basically, you've got this hero who's fighting this big, bad, supernatural creature, and through most of the book, you think he's going to come up with something also supernatural, because it's so much like the X-Files and all those. Right. But no, he, in the end of the, of the oath, he defeated the si giant serpent, well, it was a dragon, actually, the dragon by, get this, praying. It made him immune to its fire. So then he just stabbed it with a lance attached to a backhoe. By any chance, did they pull the Da Vinci Code book as well, maybe? It was never in the library to begin with. We couldn't afford it. Nope. <laughs> wow. See, I don't get that. They pull, they, they pull all, these, all these other books that, that reference witchcraft and what have you, but anything that's in reference to Christianity or whatnot, it stays on the shelves. I find that to be a double standard and quite hypocritical. Well, it was Mr. Dean, and because he did not consult the board of directors before pulling the books, they were all reinstated the next year. Ben's senior year, but I had already graduated. You were screwed. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, they banned books for the most dumbass reasons. Isn't banning books against the Constitution, though? Not necessarily. 
it's not referred to, banning is what the libraries call it. The people that are for removal of books from the shelves call it censorship and protecting the children. In fact, 93% of all book bannings are within schools. It's much more difficult to get it done in the public system. And you got to think, though, I mean, yeah, the kids not, might not be exposed to whatever the fuck you want them to read out of those books, but hey, folks, when they get out of the real world, they're completely screwed anyway. Why not, I don't know, give them some kind of prepared time to prepare with whatever you can muster instead of just shoving them out in the real world and saying, here, experience theft, experience murder, experience You know, if you go to the banned book shit. list, there's one called uh, King versus King, I can't remember, or King, King and King. Something like that under, I'm damned with the last name. Anyway, it uses the argument that Ben just presented. It was a book regarding gay marriages. But it was taught in an elementary school. The subject they were learning were different types of marriages. And the parents actually opposed it. Yeah. Well, um... Novelist Mer Lafferty, somebody whose uh, podcast novels I listen to on a regular basis. She also hosts a other podcast I also listen to called I Should Be Writing, which has is chock full of writing advice for all you newbie writers out there. She recently uh, put an article on her uh, I Should Be Writing blog about Banned Books Week, and paraphrasing it best, here is uh, a snippet out of her blog post that states... My own personal argument against censorship is this. Censorship is the notion that the establishment cannot trust, ha trust us to be rational human beings. Well, quite objectionable, Big Brother telling me what I should not read is not what my core argument against censorship is. What really offends me is that some people don't trust me to read a book and not come away a delinquent. Even more offensive is the thought that them denying my daughter a book in class will impart on her more pure values than our raising her can. To me, it is about trust and the lack of it. Kids are smarter than we think. They can handle the occasional disturbing thing, the occasional swear word. They, the very concept that the world is not sunshine and butterflies and there are bad people around. Using Milton's argument, books can open my daughter's eyes to the world and help her decide how to act and how not to act. That's exactly what the fuck I've been saying. Yeah, but you're not nearly as eloquent. Exactly. Okay, but she, she I, I gotta admit, she put it better, but that's the same type of thing I've been saying for the past several years. Yeah, but see, people don't listen to you, Ben, because you've got all the subtlety of a 2x4. Well, you know, they didn't used to have censorship, and then there was those five or six people that really couldn't be trusted to make rational decisions. And then they just kind of started assuming everyone was like that. People are smart. Groups are irrational, stupid, and very, 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 very idiotic at times. You know, I think a math equation could be Wait worked out. That was a that was a men in black quote. Quote. Hey, if it works, why not? Agent K said, "No, a person is smart. People are stupid and panicky." Yes. Um, Ben, after the show, you're putting a quarter in the envelope when you're mailing it to Tommy Lee Jones. You cannot give me shit for that. That worked. It was a viable response to this, so no. Yes, but I'm trying to encourage you to come up with your own material. I figure I figure after your broken panelist, you'll be, have no choice but to think of something. I have more money than you do right now. You can't do shit to me. Uh, yeah, so please, keep stealing my jokes. It's not I need yours. to buy ramen. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, well, Lee. then after this, after the show, you're going to put a quarter in the envelope and mail it to Tommy Lee Jones. 
Yes, because he needs the money. <laughs> That's not the point. Well, he probably does, actually, at this point. When was the last time he put out any movies? <laughs> I don't know. I could check IMDb. Well, what was that one about the cheerleaders, where he was the police officer? Oh, God. That one that took that place in Texas? Yeah, that was, the, that was an old one. I forget the name of it, though. It's a couple years old. Uh, Man of the House. That's it. I used to think that was it. Actually, uh, he's again starring a movie called The Company Man that is in post-production and is set for 2010. But th the last movie he was in was a movie called In the Electric Mist, which came out last year, and he played uh, uh, police officer Dave Robichaud. Yeah, I was right about Men of the House. It was 2005. Though. That came out in France. No, I, it's, it's, I, I've seen it. It's, it that's, what, that's, what it. that's what it was called in France. But it's an American movie, and it's really good. I saw it a while back. I've never even heard of it. It's really good. Okay. All right, well, back to the topics. Your mother. No. Be any opinions on Ben's mother? Um, she's psychotic, and I don't think I like being around her. That's why I quit living with her. I love my mom. I'd die for her in a heartbeat, but still. Aww. I wouldn't die for my own mother, and she treats me like a saint. I'm normally a very good person. Unless you get me pissed off, which you've seen what I've been pissed off. Anyway, there was a uh, certain uh, band book that you were talking about last night on Skype. Um, actually, it was an author, Eowyn Colfer. My favorite book series is the Artemis Fowl series, which got pulled along with all of Colfer's other books due to one book that he wrote that had occult references, according to these people. I've never read Supernatural. The last one I read from him was the last Artemis Fowl book in the Wishlist. Wishlist wasn't that bad. And the Artemis Fowl books are just awesome. Yeah, you can't get better than a ten-year-old genius that tries to blackmail fairies. Yep. It's actually technically now he's 14. Well, in, in the uh, Harry Dresden novels, Harry Dresden bribes pixies with, uh, pizza. <laughs> Seriously, you should read the Harry Dresden novels, they're awesome. Pixies are evil in the Artemis Fowl series. Uh, God. Actually, I found out what the... Uh, well, in the Dresden novels, he uses them for information. Hence the pizza. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I went online and I found the uh, translated version of the, uh, the uh, last book. Somebody actually took the time to translate it. That would be me! Okay, but I don't know if you posted it online or not. I posted it to my Quizilla and my Facebook. Oh, s speaking of translating, she told me something about how you can speak Gnomish? It's quite possible. I can't myself. He pronounces their cuss words better than I do. Me? Yeah, I, I can only spell them, and I can write a little in Gnomish, but every time <laughs> every time they say that D word, I can't pronounce it. Oh, Diarvit. Which apparently is, uh, I guess, the... The gnomish equivalent of fuck you. God, I haven't used that in ages. I'm gonna start doing that just to see what people would say. You know, see, the closest I ever got to learning a made up language was. Uh, you say Lord of the, if you say Elvish, I swear to God, I'm gonna point and laugh. Yeah, it was Elvish. Yeah. When, I w when I was in middle school, uh, uh, actually, when I was in Catholic school, in the, in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we had to read, in, in the sixth grade, it was The Hobbit and the first book of The Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah, and then. Uh, 
In the seventh grade, it was the second one, and then the, uh, the two towers. And in the eighth grade, it we was Return the of the King. School allowed this. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. And we we had to read, read each one of those books, and then uh, at the beginning, uh, like uh, in the middle of seventh grade, we were doing this uh, big old Lord of the Rings thing. And at the at the at the end of it, when we finished the book, there was going to be a big fucking party where you could dress up like a character out of the thing, and we'd all go to the gym, and then we'd all sit around and we'd make things uh, that they ate in the book, and we'd have a party. I had to sit in the library and read a book during this because I kind of broke somebody's nose and had to miss out on it. Uh-huh. You know, I had a new girl at Purdue who, for any Disney fans out there, uh, Journey to Atlantis, yeah, uh-huh. she actually learned to read and write Atlantean. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I, I, I started learning, I started trying to learn Elvish when I still thought I was participating in this, and I actually found a thing online that had all of the stuff in Elvish. Hmm. Like, basically, an idiot's guide to learning Elvish. But it was like 60 pages, and they wouldn't let me print it out with the computer lab's paper, so I brought my own paper from home, and they still wouldn't let me print it out because my stepmother taught there, and she was mean. God, <laughs> I remember that. I tried to do that with a 75-page Final Fantasy X strategy guide. Oh, two more made-up languages that I know, one of which I only discovered recently. For an, any more book fans, I know how to read Dinotopian. I have not read those books in years. I can read Diatopian. Wow. And more Disney fans, I can read Alien from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> wow. Nice. See, when I was in grade school, I used to, I used to like reading the Super Legend of Space Brat books. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but no, when I was in middle school, though, see, I don't get all, the, all this banning of books that have occult references. People are going around banning Harry Potter and shit. Oh, when fuck. I was don't in middle school, when I was in middle school, I read the Young Merlin Chronicles, whatever they're called, written by T. A. Barron. I remember that. Those were that, that was like that, that was one of my favorite series of books when I was in middle school. That's all I read in middle school was fantasy and poetry. I have a couple of books by I, I read fantasy and poetry and horror when I was in middle school. Oh God, the one I do remember is Seven Songs of Merlin. That was Sounds like it's in pain. No, he just runs... He, that's Goo. He, he, do you ever watch the show Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Yeah. You know the character Goo that just doesn't ever shut up? Yeah. That's how we named that cat. <laughs> uh, okay, then. What was that movie where... Um, it, I, I forget. It was something where uh, somebody get in trouble. He's like... Uh, he oh, the word that, goo. yeah, that was uh, Ben Goes to Washington and Loses the Game. <laughs> I've lost the game in the past half an hour, asshole. Okay, well, but since you're uh, thinking about it, you automatically lose no. It. It's been it's been thirty five minutes. All right, fucker, I lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, since you are here at the moment, and since you've heard about the game, you are automatically. She's already know. She knew about the game before we did, Ben. Oh, good. We'll fail. So, huh? We'll fail. Actually, I have some like an app on my computer that reminds me about the game every half hour. That's my desktop background. The rules of the game. <laughs> oh, and there's actually one way that you can oh, actually Oh, you mean it's not, uh, uh, yes, the rules are arbitrary and needless, but God help you if you break them. I have that one. What? I, well, that used... The helicopter. He had one of those demotivational posters. Oh, yeah. It was a car driving down a highway, and the sign Yeah, says, I know, I had that one on my computer, too. But there is actually one way that you, it's it's a, it's either you are free from the game or you win the game. I forget which. But the only way this is possible is if a British president loses the game on TV and actually says and it announces out a loss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I I think they meant prime minister actually. I thought it was, anyway, I thought it was any person in parliament. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what's up with all this horseshit about banning books that are about magic and have occult references and shit? Actually, this year there are only two with that premise now. Most of them, it's foul language. 
I'm... Wait, did you call bullshit on me? No, bullshit on the whole foul language idea. I mean, you, you can't tell me. You show me a six-year-old who's never said shit, and I'll show you somebody who's full of shit. <laughs> and actually, uh, uh, courtesy of our guest host here, we have in PDF format the 2009 banned books list. What am I going to do with this? Well, you could start reading them off. You could look for something that looks interesting. <laughs> it's eight pages long. It's eight pages, but each uh, one has a paragraph of explanation. All you have to do is read up names and authors. I has portable hard drive. Would you put that on there so I can read it when I get home? Go for I it. told you I would email you. Yeah, but you don't have. Send me it over the Facebook. Button. Yeah, send me it over Facebook. Oh. Okay, Alexi Sherman, the absolutely true die of a part time diary of a part time Indian. An Anaya Anaya Rodolfo. Bless me, Ultima. <laughs> An anonymous book called Go Ask Alice. I've read that book. I remember that. Oh, look. Explicit language. That was the reasoning listed. I don't consider it an explicit language unless I hear about some body part I really don't see that often. And you could make of that whatever you want. I'm going to choose to pass over that one because you obviously wanted somebody to say something about that. No. Huh. Moving on. Abby, Abby, we read this in high school. The Fighting Ground. Uh, Bailey Jacqui and Jan McCaffrey. Sex, Puberty, and All That Stuff. A Guide to Growing Up. Now this Why book is... Why the fuck would they ban that? What the hell do you think, Why It's got mentions of masturbation. And that's so wrong. Oh my god. Yeah, a book that actually could help people parent, and it gets banned. That's because people are stupid. They want their kids to be young and innocent forever, and those are the ones that go out and get taken advantage of by whoever the fuck has the time of day for it. Or they either go nuts and go on killing sprees, or they become sociopaths and start abducting people. I would go for the sociopath. Yeah, but see, personally, what, what, what I'd like to see as far as alternate history is concerned, if when science started, started, started actually making progress, and then somebody from the church stepped forward and said, no, God said this, and they went, bam! Shut up! <laughs> oh, wow. Moving on. T.A. Barron. T.A. Barron, the great tree of Avalon, child of the dark prophecy. Uh, reasons listed were dealings with the occult, of course. <laughs> oh, this one is one of the best book, mystery books ever if you get the chance to read it. John Berent wrote Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It was also made into a book a few years ago, or a movie a few years ago. Um, it's a mystery that takes place in Georgia. It's this guy that's at a dinner party, the host gets killed, and he stays around to solve the mystery. It was removed for, hmm, foul language. Because <laughs> we all know how Southerners like to cuss. I am perpetuating prejudices! Yay! Hey, I got live in Kentucky, and they are, they are very, very non-cussing. I mean, my aunt, we were watching Ren and Snippy one day, and they had, or no, it was Spongebob, and it was that one where uh, Flat's gonna kick Spongebob's butt. And he says it like 800 times. My mom, my aunt and uncle got pissed at my cousin for watching that. I told him to turn it off. 
Well, good. SpongeBob sucks. I know, but it's the point of the word "butt" they were pissed at, not SpongeBob. In <laughs> you know, market. personally, I'm I, I'm surprised that nobody's actually gone up in arms against SpongeBob for homosexual references. <laughs> I mean, the guy is a yellow sponge, lives in a pineapple. His best friend is a pink starfish. The, I could go on. And he looks fabulous. Oh, don't forget how much Patrick and SpongeBob hug and cry. Right. <laughs> Oh, don't even talk, Mr. Breakdown Sobbing at my computer. I wouldn't break down sobbing. I was trying not to cry and laugh. I didn't Mark Bowden, Black Hawk Down. Never read the book, but apparently this is a really, really good movie. You want me to oh, wow. Guess what? Foul language again. Yeah, the next person who says shenanigans, I swear to God, I'll pistol with them. Sarah Brannigan, Uncle Bobby's Wedding. Oh, wow, this was banned here in Putnam County. Cool. What for? I, I don't think, know. I don't think I've ever because heard some that. material may be appropriate, inappropriate for young children. Oh, the children's book features two gay guinea pigs. <laughs> what the? F oh God! I'm not even gonna do it. I, I don't care anymore. This is. Oh wow! You know what? I just want to start my own library where I say fuck it, everything's allowed. Here we are, Stephen. Oh hell, how do you pronounce that? Jaboski. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, wow. It was removed for talking about homosexuality, drug use, and sexual behavior. Hmm. Something I encounter on a daily basis, just wow. talking to people. Oh, favorite, favorite. Eowyn Colfer, the supernaturalist. This book was removed for occult references along with every other book by Colfer. Oh, my God. You want a book that has drug use, various other shit, and underage drinking, and underage sex? Jesus. Read, read 13 Reasons Why. That book will fuck your ass. Next one. James Lincoln Collier and Christopher Collier. Are we really going to go through this whole list? Eh, we can skip along to the interesting ones. Go for it. I'll let this one how about, how about only something you've read? Hmm... Scrolling, scrolling. Oh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You'll like this one. Cat Harding wrote a book called The Lesbian Kama Sutra. Ooh. I think that'd be more appealing to Ben. The whole girl and girl thing has never been too appealing to me. Huh, really? Yeah. I mean, unless I'm actually present and watching and might get to participate, <laughs> but other okay. than that, no. TMI, dude. Hold on, I this. I'm agreeing with this. They pulled this from a, a children's library. It did not belong there. Why the fuck would that be in a kid's library? What? Well, let Wait. me read it. Emily Doverly wrote Sex for Busy People, The Art of the Quickie for Lovers on the Go. Why was it in a children's library? My I don't exactly. know. I could see maybe a high school library or, God forbid, a, co a college library. But not a children's library. Mm-mm. No. Uh -uh. Oh, here's one. Also made into a movie. The Day After Tomorrow by Robert Heinlein. <laughs> that just goes to show how good of a shot I really am. Not even looking, he managed to I, to I totally ninja shot him right between the eyes. Well, that's not really between the eyes. It's middle oh, of his forehead. Fucking dick. I, I, I cocked it back really quietly, and then I turned the gun like that, and I pulled the trigger without even looking. See <laughs> what you Come do on, it again. <laughs> Thank you, man. You hit one of my chakra stones, you asshole. Ooh, look, he's all new edgy. Let's send him to Stonehenge. <sighs> Damn, we only got one shot left. I'm kind of screwed. That's what she said. Ah! Fucker. 
Hey, wasn't this one made into a movie too, The Kite Runner? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, they bend to kill a mockingbird? Oh Again. my god, are you fucking... Why? Ugh. Oh, here we go. A resident had objected to the novel's depiction of how blacks are treated by members of a racist white community in an Alabama town during the Depression. So they're basically doing what Germany does for the Nazis. That's... It's a historical fucking fact, people. Deal with it. Shit happens. That was a good book. I also liked the movie, but that's only because I really like old movies. I did like the movie. That was... That was Wasn't Charlton Heston in that one? In the movie adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird? I don't know. I've only ever seen the 40s version. God. I think that was it. Oh, they banned Wicked! Oh, I've never even read that book. I wanted to, but I couldn't find it. Gregory Maguire wrote a book called Wicked, which was about uh, sim the growing up of the Wicked Witch of the West from the movie Wizard of Oz. Mm. It's a Did they ban the Wizard of Oz, too? No, I don't know who that's by, and this is for banned books. Wizard of Oz is technically a play. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to read that just to see if I can maybe find it somewhere and read it. Oh, here's another one accused of dealing with the occult. Uh, Joan Lowry <laughs> Nixon. You know, the mystery writer. Uh, because of him, I didn't hear you. you Joan Lowry Nixon. She did. The, she wrote that book, The Seance, that we all used to always check out from the junior library. Yeah. yeah. This woman writes for our junior library, and her books get removed from. Oh boy, a New York library for references to the occult. All it mentions is ghosts. I've read this one. That's all it mentions. The girl sees a ghost, the ghost mentions its killer, girl tries to find killer for the ghost. I remember that. What's the book called? Whispers from the Dead. I, I think I've read that, that before. Yeah, that got banned for dealing with the occult. God. I swear to God, we're just going to turn into... Uh, eventually the Fuck it, I'm moving to Canada. You no. can all go to hell. We're just going to turn into a bunch of fucking pansies. If we're not on that road already. Wow, it's just... Oh, hey, I think we've read this one. Didn't um, uh, Jacques do something simpler? Similar? What? The Book I... of Bloody Suicides? <laughs> you know, the guy who wrote Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. You're fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. Okay, this one probably did re need removed from a school because it's giving them too many ideas. <laughs> but the book of bunny suicides, that's like the ultimate fucking title ever. It's a comic book showing rabbits, you shoot me and I will beat you over the head with this sword. You gave me a weapon. Good point. I don't need Damn. a weapon. My hands are weapons. <laughs> they even have permits. <laughs> oh, look, Sh Silverstein got banned. What Why? the fuck? Well, Wait, the book title? <laughs> I can see why. Okay, never mind. But it's sh okay. You do realize that the whole book, the missing piece, was also about gay people, right? Yeah, the guy who and wrote, um, basically, what, what were they oh. were? They weren't actually considered poetry. They were considered like nursery where, rhymes, where new age nursery rhymes. Ends, uh, falling Coming upside up, down. Light in the attic. Yeah, light in the attic. The given tree. The missing piece. Yeah, this guy wrote. Uh, three or more children's books full of nursery rhymes. So finally, when he comes out with one adult book called The Joy of Gay Sex, it gets removed from a public library. Not a children's library, public library. Uh -huh. He filed it where it should be. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Mark Twain's been banned. <laughs> Again. For? Same Talk thing. Ten. Same God. thing it was banned Damn. last time. Let me guess, because they use, cause, uh, just the one guy who serves himself as the, the gym. 
As what? No, actually, it says racism is the listed reason. Well, that'd be why, because he refers to himself as... As what? I'm not saying it again. N-word. <laughs> Keyword again. That is that is our word. You do not use that word. Okay, can you pass me Family the guy, can stop you, quoting. Can you pass me the rope, N-word, Jim? Sorry. All right, well, this was a fun foray, foray into... Uh, and the color purple. What um, the fuck was the color purple ma band? That was a good book. Incest. Oh, my God. You want to talk about incest? Uh, let's think here. Flowers in the Attic. That was a fucked up book. They have been banned for a long oh, time, shit. but I'm actually thinking movies that should be banned because of that. And that I was a little more freaked out when I started watching the Angel Sanctuary movies. Never seen them. Oh, it's an anime. They carry a blockbuster. They only had the first one, but basically... So, who wants to stick around after the show and watch porn? Yeah, no. <laughs> Damn. I could do that at home. <laughs> oh, I, I know. And none y'all got my taste in porn. Well, uh, what Hello? would your taste in porn be? Yowie? <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't have that. Ben likes gay anime sex. Hey, I'm, uh, see, I'm yeah. cutting that out, and that's going into the intro for next season. Good for you. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, Lovely Bones by Alice Seabold was banned. That mystery? Oh, uh, to be fair enough, Have they banned Twilight yet? You know, that's not on the list. No, it's not. Damn. Oh, wait. Go back up to M. We're down in S's. And oh, cast. Stephanie Myers, the entire Twilight series. Woo! What the victory? Move your ass, damn it. Oh, look, it's the entire series was removed because of the sex scene in the fourth book. Bullshit! Cool. You poke me again, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. That is fucking crap! All she does is wrap a towel around a tree, walk out in deeper water, and Merry fucking Christmas, that's it. That's fucking it. Trust me, I've read the book enough to know. Yeah, I'm going to be the first one to actually go out and say it, but the entire series is overrated. Well, the yeah, the only one I like is New Moon, and that's because it's got Wolfy. Technically, they're not werewolves. They're shapeshifters. They could take any form they wanted. The wolf was just the one they normally chose. So was your mother. Skinwalkers. Yeah, I know. That's the premise for Maya's... For Maya. You know, I've explained this to you. Maybe, But maybe I'm just biased because I, I, I think that the entire werewolf vampire scene in general is overdone, cliche, and played out. That's just me, though. Well, people need to look at it from a new angle. And I mean, that's as actually I, the, the, what the, 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 True fanatics to the point of if you contradict them enough, they will go rabid. But like uh, I'm not done. But no, I mentioned they were discussing the why the vampires sparkle, and I mentioned that Myers was probably just trying to uh, use simple logic to portray the vampires as good. I mean, think about it light is the symbol of goodness, dark is the symbol of evil. If light is the symbol of good, and light were to destroy vampires, and goodness always defeats evil, then that would be like saying that they are evil. Well, yeah, I know, but by having vampires out in daylight, you're going against decades of canon and commonly known lore. 
Blade, you dumb shit. He was also only half vampire. Yeah. Technically he was... And if you want to follow the Shadow Hearts series, uh, vampires are immune to actually just about anything. Well, look at Christopher Pike. The last vampire. They could come out in sunlight. It just severely weakened them. Uh, like, the, the only... Uh, the, the, the only things out of that genre that I'm still even remotely interested in these days is uh, the Harry Dresden novels, which contain all that shit. Uh, That's Dresden's awesome. My aunt reads them. Yeah. Also, uh, John Taylor from the Tales of the Nightside series. I haven't read that yet, but my, one of my friends reads it, and he says it's really good. Um, so, yeah, those two, and the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter novels. And, uh, well, the beginning, anyway. Uh, who wants to bash Anne Rice's skull in now? Oh, shit. But yeah, the, the the beginning of the uh, uh, Anita Blake series is pretty good, but by the end it really just turns into a bunch of lycanthropic sex in the end, so. Huh. I mean, no, I'm not kidding. The first book I, re I, I read of that series, because I didn't know it was a series at first, was Incubus Dreams. And I'm not kidding, the book was this thick, I read the whole thing. It was like... This many pages of angst, drama, and sex with a werewolf vampire, or a combination of two or three of them. <laughs> then, this much plot, this much more drama, angst, and sex, some more plot, some more mystery, some more storyline. You're yelling. It happens. More sex, more drama, plot, mystery, plot, sex, drama, mystery, plot, just... Basically it's all over the place. repeating cycle. Yeah. Actually, you want a really good Supernatural series? Patricia Briggs. Good writer. She's got a lot of the stuff, but the only really, really good thing she does is the Mercedes Thompson novels. It's about a mechanic named Mercedes. <laughs> or Mercy. Mm -hmm. She is half Native American, a skinwalker. And she basically plays mediator between all the Supernatural clans in the area. I mean... Her mate is the leader of the werewolf pack, but her best friend is of the vampire clan, and she's just trying to keep things even. Hmm. And it's not werewolves that can defeat vampires, it's the other way around. Vampires can kill shit out of anything. It's skinwalkers that are immune to them. Brains. Sounds interesting. And then there's also the True Blood series. The I've, I've not read the novels yet, but the TV show is pretty amazing. Even, even though from what I've heard so far, it doesn't follow the, it barely follows the book at all. Oh, in the, in the Mercy Thompson novels, it takes place at a time in the future when supernatural creatures have come out of hiding and normal people know about them. Yeah, you'd probably like the Metamorph City podcast. Alrighty, and, well, that was an interesting foray, foray into banned books. And we... You want to rebel? Read a banned book. The Ooh. Anarchist Cookbook is banned. But I, th I think that's funny because the Anarchist Cookbook is a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> No, none, none of the recipes in that book actually work. They will kill you. <laughs> well, we've got an empty slot if either one of you want to talk about anything at all randomly. Mm. You guys haven't done the whole thing where I, the shipper, recorded the picture, right? Uh, anyway, well, the next thing on our list to talk about is some video games. And, uh... One of the ones I'd like to bring out and talk about for right now is a game for the DS that was released, I think, last year called Contact. And it reminds me a lot of Earthbound from the NES. Have you ever played Earthbound? No. Nope. Well, Earthbound was an also really is good game. Is this one based on the movie Contact? No. Okay. 
Um, basically, just like in pretty much any other Japanese role-playing type game, you're a kid. Why is that? With spiky hair, I don't know. I th spiky I, hair is hot! I, th I, I, think, I think that deep down inside all Japanese are pedophiles, maybe. That's probably why. Spiky I will beat you! hair is hot. Okay. okay ben, give me the hair gel. Which would you go for, Sora or Roxas? None of the above. I don't like them blue eyes. Okay, what happens if you have red eyes? What Wait a minute. Eyes? You're you're gonna laugh your ass off when I you figure out who I fan or You're getting me off topic, asshole. Vexen. I will hit you if you shoot me in the face again. And I'm not joking. Well then stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. It happens. <laughs> in the face. It happens. Anyway, Contact. It's a game for the DS. You're this kid, and I can't remember the beginning of the game because it's been a while since I, since I played, the, through the, played the beginning of it. I kind of picked it up in the middle when I started playing it again. Um, but you get picked up by this... I got distracted, I'm sorry. I got picked up... You, you get picked up by this professor who has a spaceship... And uh, you're stuck on this planet because the power cells that make the ship able to travel in space have scattered across the planet. You've got to go around and try to find them. And the combat system for the game, it's got a pretty good story, and the combat system is also really entertaining. Because, like, in most RPGs, it's, like, turn-based, or you got to stack up combo points or something. Well, in this one, you, you, you go and you pick up a weapon, and you just walk up to somebody and you push the attack button, and then it, it's then you randomly trade off hits, and sometimes you'll score crits depending on the stats in your weapon. Turn-based. Yeah. And uh, then uh, there's also a really uh, another thing that makes the gameplay fun, and it's uh, called trick decals. And basically, each time you defeat a boss, you get a sticker. And uh, yeah, when you want to use the sticker, you hit you, you hit one of the shoulder pads, and you use your stylus to peel the sticker off of a sheet and stick it onto the on, onto the game world. And there there's like eight different stickers, and they all do different things. Like one of them will transport you back to the ship. Uh, there's one that turns all of your enemies uh, into animals, and it'll turn just regular people into enemies. So you got to be careful what screen you're using it on. Uh, there's another one called the balloon decal. You put that into the game world, and it counts down. Then you blow on uh, into the DS microphone, and the balloon inflates and then explodes and does massive damage to uh, all the enemies. No, it was my uncle out there doing something. Okay. Um, and then there's another one called the Sun and Moon decal, and it, it it's it's like a coin flip, heads or tails. Uh, the Sun decal does massive damage, and the Moon decal puts them to sleep. Hmm. Yeah, it's got some pretty interesting gameplay elements. And they're both kind of good. At least one doesn't heal your enemies. Uh, well, there there is one uh, called the uh, I forget what it's called uh, the Galaxy Decal or, or, or something I don't remember, but it uh, heals you for uh, full health when you use it, which is pretty convenient sometimes. I meant the Sun and Moon thing. Usually yeah. when you get something that's fifty fifty, it's got one really good attribute and one really bad one. Yeah, but it was pretty good. Uh, if 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 I was uh, somewhat of a completionist, I'd con uh, the game would have replayability for me. But I've beaten the story, and that's all I was in it for. So it's probably gonna go back on the shelf. And there was a couple of games that Ben wanted to talk about because he just picked up a couple of games for his 360. One of them was uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I saw awesome freaking reviews for that. I bought it just because my friend had the demo. I love that fucking game. Good thing was it has the original voice cast. <laughs> yes. Oh man, did you know they actually got Halle Berry or uh, Haley moves from Halle Berry doing a dance thing? I didn't. To get up? 
they did the making of thing and she had all those motion sensors on. Ooh. So every single move you see uh, Harley Quinn making on that game uh -huh. was actually done by Halle Berry. Cool. And not to mention that the character bios are actually quite detailed in that game once you unlock them. Hmm. I've only gotten uh, to a couple levels. I just defeat. I just uh, I'm about 20, 20 minutes to half an hour in, and uh, I just defeated this one dude who was trying to electrocute somebody else. He's trying to electrocute one of the guards. You had to use a grapple like that and jump to different guard walls, sneak around him, and basically clobber his ass. It was actually interesting. I would get that game alone just to hear the Joker's voice. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, although I, I hear the, the, one of the great things I've heard about the game is uh, the, the uh, amount of effort that they put into AI interaction in the game. Like, um, you'll be uh, creeping around the asylum as Batman, and uh, there'll be uh, the goons just wandering around the asylum looking for someone's head to bash in, and they'll be conversating with one another about just random shit, and the... the conversations will keep going like they actually did full-on conversations that'll play at any point in time whether you're there or not and uh, the um, Gamers Only Older podcast uh, did a uh, talked about Arkham Asylum a couple weeks ago I think and uh, they said there was this one where uh, one of the goons is uh, interrogating this one guy he's one of the guards he's got holding hostage and he's he's sitting there creeping up on him about ready to take down this guy and he's still listening to the conversation and the closer he gets to the guy, the more confident the interrogated security guard gets until he finally says, yeah, well, I think you should turn around. And then the goon turns around and he's like, oh, shit, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep, I gotta just keep playing that game. I'm only a good, I'm not even fifth of the way through it, and it's, you know, I want to keep playing it. I feel kind of bad. The reason I, only reason I buy games is to hear some of the voices. I mean, Ask Ben, the only reason I bought the second Kingdom Hearts game, or Chain of Memories is what I'm referring to, is so I could hear Vexen's creepy-ass laugh. <laughs> which, to which Ben said, well, geez, you could have pay, just paid me 30 bucks to hear me laugh. To which I replied, <laughs> but you don't have a laugh that uh, scares small animals and makes small children cry. I've done that before, actually. Uh, when I was in Catholic school, every year around October, we did this Halloween festival thing, and they'd turn the entire middle school building into a haunted house. Let me guess, you did a creepy laugh. Yeah, well, my costume, I, I, I went as basically a demented rodeo clown from hell. I had, like, the, I had, like, the western getup and the boots and a cowboy hat, and I had this clown mask. Really fucked up, creepy-looking clown mask. My dad wore it into the house one day when he came home from work. And it scared the shit out of me. And the coolest thing about this mask is it had these bug eyes, and there was a straw inside the mask, so you blow on the straw and the eyes come out and retract back in. So I, I jump out from behind the tarp when they were walking into this one room, and then do this creepy-ass laugh, and then the eyes would come out and go back in, and... Oh, I, 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 I kind of felt bad. I don't know if I still have the vocal range to do this, because this is back when I was in the seventh grade and my voice hadn't dropped yet. That wasn't that funny. I know, but still, I laugh. <laughs> I'll yes. get you later when you're least expecting it. O only in the you know, if you really wanted to come back to what he said, uh, you, sh you, sh you should have said, it dropped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, I don't know if I can still, if I still have the vocal pitch required to pull that laugh off anymore. I can try later, maybe. I don't know. 
And then the other game that Ben wanted to talk about was uh, the Genesis Collection. Oh, yeah. Now, I bought one of these for the PS2 a while back, but I did not read the box carefully enough because it didn't have some of the games that I loved on the Genesis. So I bought the new one for the 360, the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. It has 40 games from the Genesis that I absolutely love. Most of us, most people know the old Sonic games from the Genesis. Every, most I hate Okay, well, a lot of people know them if they didn't like it, whether they hate it, whatever. Then it has Shining Force 1 and 2. Shining really? In the, yeah. Shining in the Darkness, Beyond Oasis, and several, oh, and all, well, all four Fantasy Star games. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Actually, you know what game I missed from the Genesis? What? Primal Rage. Oh, that was an awesome, it was a fighting game, right? Oh. I always played this Talon. God, I, love I think that. no. I think the game I'm thinking of is Killer Instinct. I've been playing Beyond the Races nonstop. I'm trying Primal to Rage was a fighting games. game where you got to play as dinosaurs. I didn't play that. Uh, the, the only I two fighting games that. I had for my Sega Genesis was uh, Killer Instinct and Eternal Champions. Uh, well, I, I enjoy the Genesis collection. I'm a, a good chunk of the way through Beyond the Races now. I'm trying to get all the infinite weapons. Is the weapons they have the hit uh, hit points. Once you get uh, down to zero, the weapon just disappears. The only uh, the weapon you have that's infinite is the one the little knife you start out with. But there's twenty four apps like almost five, and I'm getting bored. All right, there are four or five yeah. weapons that they're actually infinite. You got to find them in the game. That's about it. Ha ha. They're really hard to find. Anyway, proceed. Yes. And this week, if you uh, are one of my friends on Facebook or you follow my Twitter account. Which can uh, links to both of those can be found on the contact page for the show blog. Um, I've decided to create a new segment this week called the Fail of the Week, and there's a disclaimer here that the term "week" is used very loosely because from uh, 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 searching each week may not yield a successful f a, a newsworthy fail. Almost said successful fail. This actually was on the news for any people who don't keep up with him. Yes, but this week's fail is uh, the undercover police fail. <laughs> Basically, uh, in Pitts, uh, th th there's the G20 summit, uh, the G20 summit going on in Pittsburgh right now, and there's also been a whole lot of uh, reports of police brutality in Pittsburgh right now. So there was a whole bunch of uh, uh, people and citizen journalists and what have you that went out to the streets of Pittsburgh to protest the. Uh, police brutality. Um, you guys are watching the video when I was in the room before the show started. What, what was the ch uh, what were they chanting uh, in the streets? Um, Something about fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, the figures that'd be all you catch. No. Um, something. Something. There is something. No justice. There is no justice. There is no peace. Fuck the police. That was it. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, for some reason, uh, the Pittsburgh police force decided to put undercover cops uh, in the protest march. Now, after having seen this, they really need to under up their undercover training. <laughs> you gotta remember, undercover police aren't just police; they're also kind of actors. And these people were really these guys. Went, these guys went to the protest march trying to look like fucking Sam Fisher. I don't know who that is, but Splinter they were wearing black masks. It was sad. I mean, they, uh, they what? They recognized him within what? Ten minutes? Fifteen minutes? Oh, less than that. They hadn't even made it to the site yet. They were walking there. Yeah, the, 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 these these guys show up there. They were they, were they wearing vests? No, they were wearing average clothing. In fact, one guy was wearing a flannel jacket. But they all 
had masks on. Two of them were half of a ski mask wrapped around their mouth. One of them was a handkerchief. They always stood no more than two feet and no less than a foot from each other. They always stayed together. And they were messing with people. On the they, there, yeah, apparently. they they didn't talk to anybody. They broke one guy's uh, flash on his camera when he was going to go take a, take a picture of him. Also, there was a, the, the same person saw one of them handing uh, handing a uh, 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 O2, O2 canister off to another guy. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder what they're planning on doing with that. I'd be running away from that point, or maybe trying to take the canister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can buy this. Let's take the canister and run my house. Or better yet, if you know how those canister works, use a, a small piece of wiring to pull the uh, trigger in their pocket. <laughs> uh, that's evil. Funny, but evil. You have successfully leveled your pickpocketing skill. <laughs> oh, speaking of Oblivion, there's a, a, a ring I got through a mod that I use. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the ring, but basically, it has no weight. And you know you can't reverse pickpocket something into a character in Oblivion as if it has any significant weight, even up to po- even point one. Mm-hmm. You can't put you can't put it in the inventory when you're pickpocketing because it weighs something. And notice this ring weighs nothing. And you pickpocket it onto them, and you walk away. They will equip the ring, and then immediately they take ten fire damage per second. So they catch on fire, and they don't take the ring off, and they fall and die. <laughs> so basically, they're idiots. Yeah, I like. That's 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 more efficient than if you want to kill somebody taking all of the food out of their house and replacing it with poisoned apples, because you can never account for what they have in their inventory. Well, <laughs> wow, but these undercover police—I um, mean, once you get once they got to the site, they were the only three people not chanting. They were standing in the middle of the crowd, but no one was around them. All the normal people were standing at least three feet away, and they are the only ones wearing masks. What the hell? It's a protest, not a raid. These people are going to wear whatever the hell they want straight from home or straight from work. Yep. <laughs> I mean, really, how retarded do you have to be not to, not to even do fucking recon? They might as well be wearing FBI guess. hats. Right. Like my CSI. <laughs> yeah, our guest host today is wearing a CSI hat. I want a game of roulette. Ooh. I jammed one of the sensors. <laughs> oh, and we and uh, with our fail of the week aside, I am moving on to this week's feature, which I had a whole lot of fun putting together last night. And this feature is entitled "Ben is a Hypocrite." I'm gonna. It's it's a short segment. It's about a couple minutes long. It is uh, some. It's something taken from uh, taken out of last one of last season's episodes. And uh, cut into it at, a, at appropriate points is uh, some things quotes from last episode that proves that my co-host here is a hypocrite. I'm going to play it all, and we will save comments for the very end. About a minute and a half long. The ringer is about a guy who fakes being fakes being mentally challenged so that he can rig the Special Olympics so that he can win it. He does it for a honest for an honest viable reason. Though. He has to save that his doesn't matter. Fingers. That doesn't matter. They're essentially poking fun at retards the entire movie. Please don't use that word, man. They're mentally handicapped or mentally challenged. Yeah, he, here, here's the guy who has a cousin coming out of his mouth every other four or five words, and he's telling me to be politically correct. This is banter over a cigarette, buddy. There's no such thing as political correctness here. Okay, well then fuck you. Fuck smoking. You can suck my butt fucking ass. 
right? I don't like smoking. I don't like drinking. You get me in a good opportunity where I can drink, I'll fucking drink. I'm going to stop it right there. Because that was... that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'll, I'll let you finish, but... <laughs> Kanye thing. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because everybody and their dog has been doing the Kanye joke for the past two weeks. But No, really, I'm going to stop it right there because that's the first contradiction right there. I don't know what that is. What? Kanye. Um, the v, uh, 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 MTV's VMA Video Music Award thing, Taylor Swift won an award. And apparently during uh, during the night of the VMAs, Kanye drank like a bottle of Hennessy <laughs> while he was just sitting there watching it. And Taylor Swift won won an award, and Kanye got up on stage, took the microphone, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm just going to say, Beyonce has the best voice of all time. Of all time. You honestly didn't see it. No, I, I mean, I read that he basically humiliated her, which I was pissed about because I like Taylor Swift. Thank you. I'm not the only one, you asshole. And I kind of hate Kanye West. <laughs> I did before that, simply for the music stylings. But hey, country girl at heart. Not a girl, but yeah. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. The country girl at heart. Yes, you are. Why? Because you love romantics as much as I do. That doesn't make me a girl. But Just it makes you one at heart. Besides people I associate with at work. Hmm. You would count, but I haven't talked to you in months, so. Oh, I think this might be the video. Uh. No, it's not. Oh, God. See, that's what I hate about YouTube. You can never find the video that you want. No, you always find the parodies based off of it. And the remixes and the reaction videos. Oh, God, don't get me started on that shit. Every time I hear the word reaction... Um. Here we go. I think this might be it. Alright, so oh. what's up, guys? I'm actually real... God damn it. Bitch. They may be just doing an intro. They may have the actual video after, like, 30 seconds of talking. Okay, you know, honestly, I say fuck it. You know, you could try to find, uh... Hey guys, you know, I know this is... Jesus! Nope. Motherfucker! There he has a weird looking nose, too. Oh wait, something said live. Or... Up. Oh, maybe it was down. Which way did you go? Mm -hmm. With YouTube. Oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> it was on Yahoo News if you go back far enough. <laughs> you misspelled Taylor Swift. Dumb Who cares? No, oh, I didn't put a space. Dumb Your mother. Remix, 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 more remix. Oh, there, there's uh, Barack Obama calling Kanye a dumbass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he called uh, Kanye a dumbass. Oh, I like that. Yes. You know, every time, every time I hear something about Obama, I find something new to like about him. I mean, the first thing he did when he got in office, boom, put wolves back on the endangered species list. 
Well, I didn't know about that, but I just like the sentiment about every time you hear something new about a bobby. I can See, uh, my mom is kind of a racist. She said the day we let a black man in the White House is the day we will do some shit. Mm-hmm. My uh, grandpa. I hope this will be the right one. My grandpa and my dad are the same. Uh, Her best no, female video goes to. Here we go. Taylor Swift. seconds of playing the song anyway. Mm-hmm. I am such a sucker for the song where somebody falls in love with their best friend. Honestly, I like the love story. That was pretty good too. Just because the whole Romeo yeah, and Juliet thing kind of, kind of... Personally, I thought Romeo and Juliet was overrated. Tiffany likes it because the, uh, well, it's Shakespeare Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet was overrated in my opinion. Well, the play was. The, yeah, the music video for this one is a story about them getting a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Living in the next life. Well, I mean, you know, everybody always says that uh, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet is uh, an epic romance tale or something. Personally, I just think it was a guy, it's about a guy who who really wanted to get someone, just took it a bit too far. Hmm. Anyway, the video is buffered efficiently, so. No, killing yourself to save someone else. Thank you so romance. much. I always dreamed about what it would be like to maybe win one of these someday, but I never actually thought that would happen. Uh, I sing country music, so thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I... Go Taylor. I- I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. What an asshole. Kanye. Dumb fuck. Is Taylor Swift crying? How dare he make her cry? She's just a little girl. (laughs) Anyway, we really went on a tangent there. We're going to finish our feature. Oh, shit. Nigger. I was going to say horse. Oh, let me back that out a bit. Well, then fuck you. Fuck smoking. You can suck my butt fucking ass. I don't like smoking. I don't like drinking. You get me in a good opportunity where I can drink, I'll fucking drink. Don't use the N-word around me. Nigger. I was going to say horse shoes and head nigger. Don't say the R. Don't say retard around me. Say mentally handicapped. That's because you're fucking retarded. You should subscribe to the Window Wicker Foundation. And don't fucking comment about my goddamn music. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I've been kind of stressed lately. Yeah, he just recently had to recover from a huge a big old cyst on his ass. <laughs> you said you wouldn't mention that, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I am definitely not editing this out now. That's really not no, we're gonna... ashamed of. It's... It's an infection. I had one on the back of my neck. Die. 
Alrighty. And with the fail of the week and the feature out of the way, we are going to take our last break for this week and come back with our what the fuck of the week. And the promo that I will be playing for our last break this week is a podcast novel for uh, the Dreamers thread. Everyone dreams. But what would you do if you suddenly found out that you were one of the few who creates dreams for the whole world? Would you use your power to harness the light and to weave it into beautiful tapestries of magic and wonder? Or would you fall prey to the seductive siren song of darkness and nightmares? For tattoo artist Aura Mabel, this becomes a reality as she is ripped from her life of art and music and thrust into a realm where good and evil struggle for control over the minds and hearts of men. With a sarcastic sorcerer, a mercenary, and her spirit guide as her only companions, Aura must journey through the dream realm to discover both her power and where her heart truly lies. In a place where anything is possible, can she find the strength to hold on to herself, or will she be lost to the shadows forever? Join Aura on her quest in The Dreamer's Thread, a free podcast audiobook written and read by Starla Hutchton. Available beginning July 2009. For more information, go to www.thedreamersthreadnovel.com. And we are back, and yet again, that is another podcast novel I have not yet listened to, but it's in the queue of things for me to listen to. I actually think I've got it on my iPod at this particular point in time, but I haven't listened to it. I've actually started listening to Fetidus, which is mind-blowing. I've said before how I really dig it when there's podcast novels that have the full voice cast and sound effects and their own soundtrack, and uh, the novelist, when he records, doesn't just do a straight read, but actually has inflection in the narration. Fetidus is all of that turned up to 11. It's, seriously, I think you should listen to it, Ben. It sounds you, good. You, you'd love it, and... Also, anybody out there listening who's... It, it, it's, it harkens to old-school radio dramas. It's really awesome. This Dreamer's Thread sounds like it'd make a good movie. Yeah. Oh, for, from the promo I've heard, it sounds like it comes on high recommendation. I forget whose feed it was on, but... It sounds really good. It's one of the ones I'm probably going to listen to after I uh, catch up on Fetidus. But really, uh, as, as far as podcasts are concerned, I really think that you'd like Fetidus and the Metamorph City Podcast. And anything by... Dan Sawyer. Realize I am not much for heavy drama. I still think that you'd enjoy them. They're awesome. And pimping other people's podcasts aside, it is now time for this week's What the Fuck of the Week. And this is one that I found yesterday, and this one comes from the Ars Technica blog. And basically, this was a, uh, a statement made by AT&T to the FCC saying that gaming, is, like online gaming, is technically not what broadband is supposed to be used for, but instead an added service. <laughs> so, like, do you, do you play any, any, any games online at all whatsoever? Um... Even Flash games count. Oh, yeah, I'm a Congregate member, Armor Games. Woo, Congregate! Uh, Pandemic. Actually, I am a Gen Prop fan. I play Pandemic a lot. Also, there's another uh, another place kind of like Congregate called OMG Pop. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty pretty good games. They're all mainly puzzle games. Like there's this one called Draw My Thing, 
and you, uh, you, you're in a group of about two to five people, and it's turn-based, and on your turn, you get a topic, you draw this, and you've got a minute to do it. And so you've got a minute to draw this thing that the game's telling you to draw, and everybody else has to guess, and whoever guess right gets a point. So, so it's, it's like, like pictionary. online Pictionary. Yeah. And then there's uh, another one that's kind of like online boggle. There's um, a knockoff from Mario Kart. Really anything. I spent a lot of time on OMG Pop. And nobody's going to know what this game is but Wolf Quest. Never heard of it. Yeah, you got to download it. Yeah. Something possibly sponsored by the Minnesota Zoo. Basically a game where you play as a wolf in Yellowstone. Cool. But yeah, the... Uh, kill things. You can also do that if you have a werewolf mod for Oblivion. Okay, would you quit mentioning mods that I'm not going to have a way to get a hold of? The Oblivion game isn't even mine. It's my boyfriend's. Or if you play the Game of the Year edition, the, uh, for, Shut up! for Morrowind, uh, the third expansion, Bloodwind, you get to be a werewolf. But yeah, AT&T basically said that, because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're actually trying to get bailout money right now, so they're saying that uh, broadband gaming should be an added service, and that's something they should pay extra for, which is right right up there next to charging money per amount of bandwidth you use on, on a monthly basis. AT&T, well, I'm glad they don't require, or provide our internet, our, all our stuff's done through it, the county phone lines of Endeavor. They're Comcast now, actually. They got bought out again? How many times is this pump coming and get bought? Dude, mine's Endeavor. No, just be glad it's not fucking Verizon who charges you internet access by the minute. Wait, no, uh, uh, wait, no, uh... What 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 was uh what was the cable company in town when I, like a couple of years ago where, uh, not Endeavor but the other one? It used to be CCRTC. No, there was another one. No, it's always been CCRTC before that. Clay County Rural Telephone. I well I I, f I forget the name of whatever it was. Their office was right there by Arby's. On Indianapolis Road. Oh, the Greencastle-based one. They don't supply out to the what the hell? Five oh six. Well, I don't know, uh, I don't remember what they were called, but Comcast bought them out. They've been Comcast. And I've never been, I've never been happy with Same Comcast. With Little button down. Failtacular. A fail so epic, it's almost a win. Someone drove a car through a roof. You just have to ask, how the hell did that happen? No, but speak, uh, what I've been trying to get at, speaking of playing as a wolf, I ended up picking up Okami. A while back. Finally. Yeah, I like it. But, but AT and T's trying to tell their customers what they shouldn't shouldn't be doing with the internet, and they're wanting to charge money for people who are who are using their their uh, bandwidth to play video games and such instead of just sending emails and shit. There's all there. There's many other companies that are trying to do this, and I don't really get the point why. Isn't that basically it's just, it's just a bunch of gouging? yeah. It's a whole bunch of horseshit, nickel and diamond. Hmm. The only thing I use AT and T for is for my cell phone. It's off right now. Hmm. But yeah, the article is right here, and it's pretty interesting. What does the FCC have to say? It's a lighter app. It's fire. It's awesome. 
the so people will hold up their cell phones at like concerts can now actually hold a picture of a lighter on their cell phone yes and it is awesome and then when the cell phone gets knocked out of your hand and stepped on you're fucked so what's the FCC saying that people need to lose the game I lose the game <laughs> I don't know if this article stated an FCC response or not. But personally, I don't know why they'd want to charge extra for online gaming when there's uh, many other practical uses for it. I mean, there's uh, companies now who actually have their on-the-job training in the form of video games so that people will actually pay attention to them. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. They they may they they also they also make educational gaming for for online games and all that other all other stuff. What the hell do you I think like Brain that. Age is? It's educational. Um, or if you're my real. mother has a game that you have to use logic puzzles and mathematics to solve, and it's based on the uh, TV and book series Women's Murder Club. I heard about that. It's, it's for the DS, isn't it? Um, Mom has it for PC, but uh, it might be on DS. But, and you should know this. It's a John Grisham book. Hmm. But what I what I really want to know is what's the whatever happened to good old fashioned quality customer service? Yeah. It, it, it seems like every day there's another company that's turning around and trying to find a new way to either fuck over or piss off its customer base. Well, the way they see it is gaming is so much a part of way of life now that we can't live without it. Basically like soda. They figure they can do whatever the hell they want now I drink this all day long every day. They figure we're not going to stop no matter what, so they're going to start charging whatever the hell they want. Kind of like crack dealers. <laughs> Kinda. Crack dealers, gas prices, um, food markets sometimes. Speaking of the food, have you ever seen a, a movie called Five Fingers? It's got uh, Lawrence Fishburne in it. No. I feel really bad for that person. They have a super cruddy last name. Fishburne? <laughs> You've never heard of Lawrence Fishburne? No. He's on CSI yet. He's on CSI, uh, the, the original one. He took Grissom's place. Black dude. Yeah, that's Lawrence Fishburne. Don't like him. Stop watching the show after Grissom left. I haven't watched it in like three years. I think I could. No, have. Bones is the new thing. The only the, the only show I really uh, the, the only two shows I'm interested in watching this uh, at all anymore on prime time is NCIS and uh, NCIS House. NCIS was my last obsession, and there's new episodes of House coming out tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, show no Tuesday. That, show her that article. Or no, Thursday. Article from last day. Uh, she can time. listen to last week's episode if she wants to hear that. But yeah, um, the house is on Tuesdays. I, I torrented uh, last yeah, week's and this out week's. With, uh, three new episodes Thursday, tomorrow. Why? Premiere of a new season. Yeah. That was last week and this week. They said three new episodes back to back to back Thursday. What channel? USA. Joy. Um, House's uh, original network is Fox. The new season's being aired on Fox. They're they're probably taking the last uh, the last two weeks episodes and playing them back to back on USA. We don't. Your get phone's Fox. about to ring. It doesn't come in. 
I'm confiscating this. You're fucking with my speaker. <coughs> Give me my goddamn phone back. Didn't quit fucking around with it. He's right. You activate a cell phone near any source speaker, it causes it to buzz. Uh -huh. Oh my god, and it keeps saying the cell phone next to my alarm clock, which causes it to go off at random times. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what people will charge. You got any sort of closing argument, something to wrap this up? That seemed random, didn't it? It, no, uh, not really. We kind of got thrown way off topic and it threw me off, so I don't know. All I asked was uh, that didn't get all that off topic. No, we didn't. We uh, talked about price gouging. That's directly related to this. Yeah, but then we went off on a tangent about TV shows. On with the show. I'm singing the rain. God damn you! <laughs> or, or something on the lines of did, 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 did. that's all, folks. No, that'd be your job. You're the one who stutters. Yeah. Well, don't even try to do the hair flip. You're too fat for no, it. No, I was trying to pop my neck. It's not working because my shoulder hurts. Why did you pop your neck with your shoulder that hurts? I can't pop my neck because of my shoulder. My shoulder hangs in the socket. They will proceed. And as Your a closing mom. argument, you're probably never going to hear from me ever again because I have classes, classes, and more classes. Woohoo! You have to leave. Yes. Oh well. You, I want your screensaver. Maybe you have a little bit of XP. Mm -hmm. My screensaver is all the cute emo pictures. The, the only reason I changed it was originally a Helios uh, screensaver type thing, but. For some reason, when that screensaver came on, it wouldn't shut my monitor off after 10 minutes, but this one does. Anyway, it seems like we've run out of things to talk about, and my brain kind of just stopped working, so if you'd like to check out this article, uh, the AT&T thing, it'll be in the show notes this week, and so you can check it out and make your own opinion on it. And we seem to be running a bit long, and both of my hosts are getting my guest host and my co-host are getting antsy in their seats. So I'll see all of you next week. And as always, I don't have cancer, so I'm not stopping. You have been listening to Season 3 of Banter Over Sugar with your hosts, Eldon KR, Ben Weaver, and Kyle Gant. For more information and additional podcasts, please go to voacblogcast.wordpress.com. Banter Over Cigarette Season 3 was recorded in the year 2009, courtesy of Incendiary Media Podcasting.
Intro music for Season 3 is Ill Business, provided with permission courtesy of local Indiana band Once a Friend. For more of their music, please go to myspace.com slash onceafriend. Outro music for Season 3 is Watersport, provided with permission courtesy of Libertine Leach from his 2007 album The Trophy of the Elephant. For more of his music, please go to myspace.com slash libertineleach. Additional audio editing and sound effects provided by Dollar J. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend. We'd also appreciate it if you left feedback about the show. If you would like to leave feedback, you can always leave comments on the blog or leave us an iTunes review. You can also call our K7 voicemail line, which is 206-202-5624. Thank you for listening. And then never listen to the show again because you hate us so much.